What a great blessing it is for us to be able to gather and celebrate the truth of our crucified and resurrected Lord. Because this, what we have been going through the last couple days, is the crux of the Christian faith. It is what matters. Without the resurrection, there would be no Christianity. Without the cross, we would not have a hope of the forgiveness of our sins. But without the resurrection, that cross wouldn't mean anything. Jesus would just be another rabbi from the early first century who was executed by the Roman government. Another one on the cross, taken off, put in a tomb, and never to be thought of again. But here we are today, and we're gathering as we do every week because we celebrate every week our resurrected Lord. That's why the church meets on Sunday, not on Saturday, as was the Sabbath in the Old Testament. We are celebrating the resurrection of our Lord today and every week because it is that important to what the Christian faith is. Now, we have the eyewitness accounts that tell us of this story. They've come through history to tell us of the truth of this event. And we've read one version of it this morning from the Gospel of Mark. Well, the Gospel of Mark is an interesting gospel because it tells us the story of Jesus in a very fast-paced way. You like people who get to the point and don't drag the stories on like I'm going to do this sermon for about 50 minutes this morning? Do you like people like that? No. You like people that get to the point, right? And that's what the Gospel of Mark does. And he's doing it for a reason. He wants us to feel the urgency of the story of Jesus, the urgency of what he has done. And we're going to see this exact thing. It isn't just the beginning of Mark that tells the story with urgency. We can see this in the story of the resurrection also. In just eight verses, we are told that the crucified Lord has risen from the dead, just as he told his disciples he would do. And so as we start out in Mark 16, we see that Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Mary was Jesus' mother also. Mary was a very popular name in the first century, just so you know. And then someone named Salome. And they're off to anoint the body of Jesus with spices. Now this was a very common custom at the time. To anoint a body meant that you cared for the person who had died, that they meant a lot to you, and that you had great respect for them. Now these ladies desire to do this for Jesus, and they get up early to go to the tomb. They want to grieve their friend. This is an important part of their mourning process. But they realize that they have a problem. They know that there is a stone in front of the tomb, and they know it will need to be removed in order for them to get in and to anoint the body. Well, they're hoping that they'll be able to do this because they go to the tomb. They go there, and when they get there, they're greeted with a pleasant surprise. They they look up, and they see that the stone has been rolled back. Now, as we look at this story, we, we have to remember that these women were not expecting a resurrection. This is not what they were planning on. 
It wasn't even on their radar. They would not have thought that it was even a possibility. No way do they think that they will get to the tomb, the stone is rolled away, and Jesus will be resurrected. Not even a thought for these women. Because their friend is dead, and death is final. And this is a part of their grieving. They're not going to the tomb to anoint Jesus because they think he might be alive. They know he's dead, and this is a part of them working through the process of losing their dear friend. But when they step into the tomb, they're not expecting the body to be absent, are they? They're expecting to actually use the spices that they spent their hard-earned money on, right? And so they step in, and what do they see instead? They see an angel, and they have an appropriate response. They are alarmed. Now, I wish I could tell you this morning that I coordinated with Jason to show the perfect look of alarm, that we were going to not give the kids some candy. You know, he wanted them to look surprised. They didn't look surprised for real until he told them that, right? I wish I could tell you that we had coordinated that. So, but, but that is the idea. There's just alarm in these women. And you and I would be alarmed too if we showed up and our friend's body was gone from the tomb. If you and I showed up to a visitation for a family member or a friend and we got there and the coffin was empty, we would be alarmed. We would be concerned because we know, because we know that death is final. We know that when we lose someone, That is some of the most difficult times of raw emotion that we face. It is hard. Death is final. And so put yourself in these ladies' shoes. They're not expecting resurrection. And the body is gone. You would be terrified. Who would take our friend's body? Why is it gone? And so what does the angel do? The angel speaks words of comfort to these women. Don't be alarmed, he says, Jesus was crucified, but he has been resurrected. And this is not only words of comfort to them about Jesus, it's also good news for them that death has been defeated because this story is about Jesus and it's about them. Because Jesus has now risen, they now have hope of their own resurrection, right? They have hope beyond this life. They have eternal life. Because Jesus is risen, they also have peace with God. Because Jesus is risen, they are now in right relationship with God. The price for their sin has been paid, and Jesus has proven that he is victorious because he rose again. But they are alarmed, because they don't understand this all yet. And in fear, because the tomb is empty, they are just lost. They, they don't know what to do. But the truth is that when they do come to understand this, these women who are alarmed, these women who are terrified, are finally going to have true peace. That's the result of what has happened here. And that is the hope that the resurrection gives us. And it's why we are here today. Our alarm and our fear at the reality of our human frailty is given peace because Christ is resurrected. Yes, we will in fact die one day. But because of what Jesus has done, because we understand that truth, we have the hope of resurrection ourselves. We hear the word 
And God the Holy Spirit comes to us and gives us the gift of faith. And we trust that in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, we have true hope. And that's what Jesus does. He turns our alarm, he takes our fear, and he turns it into hope. And so the angel wants others to know the truth that Jesus has risen. We see he gives the ladies some words to say. And the message is to go to the disciples. The angel says that they will see all of this just as Jesus had told them. Now, throughout the Gospel of Mark, and really in all the Gospels, but especially in the Gospel of Mark, Jesus tells his disciples a lot of information about what is going to happen to him, and they just can't come to grips with it. How in the world will, will our Lord, how will the Messiah suffer? How will he die? The disciples just don't believe it. In fact, really in the Gospel of Mark, the one thing you see is the disciples are kind of a bunch of goofs. They don't believe anything. They always get it wrong. But all along, Jesus has been telling them, this is going to happen. And so what do, we, what do we know from this, from these words up here, just as he told them? Well, that this was the plan all along. This is the sovereign will of God, that he would suffer and that he would die and that he would rise again. His death at the hand of the Romans was not a surprise that God couldn't anticipate. Oh no, what do we do now? I guess we'll have to resurrect Jesus. That wasn't what happened. This was the plan all along. He was going to suffer and die and rise again. And because, all because, the goal was to bring God's people into right relationship with him, to reconcile them to himself. But even though it's clear that this was the plan all along, and Jesus has told disciples about this plan, the ladies leaving the tomb are still afraid. We read that trembling and astonishment had seized them. Now, the ending of Mark is interesting. You've probably even noticed it. You may have even noticed it in the Bible this morning. There's uh, some parts where there's parenthesis telling you different things about the ending of the Gospel of Mark. Well, the earliest and most reliable manuscripts, the, the oldest ones we have, have Mark ending here at verse 8. Now, I've not studied it too extensively to tell you all the details, and we don't need all the details here today. But I love the idea that this is how the Gospel of Mark ends. Because it leaves things up in the air. They were afraid. What did these women do? Did they do what the angel had told them? Well, the reason I like that idea is because it leaves us with a question. It leaves us hanging. It shows us that urgency that I talked about in the Gospel of Mark. And that urgency that we have there is what are you going to do with Jesus? What did the ladies do? That's the question we're left with. And so the question that naturally comes out of that is what are you going to do with the story of the resurrection of Jesus? What are you going to do with it? How is it going to impact your life? Will you just take the message, be astonished, Leave from here and it doesn't affect anything. Or will you let it impact your life? Will it be a message that you leave from here, that you share 
Will we step out of here understanding the gravity of what we celebrate today? The importance of the resurrection. The message of Easter gives us hope. But that hope is something that impacts us. That hope is something that changes our lives. It causes us to depart from here each week, living in gratitude for the amazing grace that God has shown us. Because when we understand that he has paid the price for our sins, when we understand that he was raised to, raised to life, that we might have eternal life, that we might have a hope of resurrection ourselves, that changes us. And so the question for us today, the question asked by the urgency that we see in the Gospel of Mark is what are you going to do with Jesus? What are we going to do with Jesus? And so, as we depart from here this week, may we grasp the gravity of the truth of Christ's resurrection. May we, as God's chosen people, walk this week in newness of life, understanding that because Christ is raised from the dead, all of our sin is behind us. Because Christ is raised from the dead, we have hope of eternal life. May we walk in that newness of life, understanding the truth of what God has done in the resurrection. Letting that motivate us. Letting that be the operating system we live under. Understanding that God's grace is amazing and that he has given us eternal life. May we have hope and may we have peace that only God can give to us through his spirit because of what Jesus has done for us. Amen.